Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection, the ultimate comic store here in Feasterville, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Northeast Philadelphia. Come and see all of the great stuff we have here at the Comic Collection, including action figures, vinyl, CDs, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, back issues, action figures, old action figures as well, statues, and of course, let's not forget comic books. Come visit us at the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, PA, 19053, right next to Northeast Philadelphia. Come visit us. We'll look forward. And yes, we are open during this pandemic thing. Hey, everybody. It's C.J. Graham. That's right. Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6. And you're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. Uh, no pressure no, no pressure, pressure there all right no pressure at all well, i've started recording already that way we can capture any of this and use I'm it later on well fuck uh -oh. it i'm sure i'm sure colin will jump in eventually at some point so fuck it all right welcome to the weekly show breaking the fourth wall i am christopher stolly you know me from this show really i don't know me anywhere else unless you see me at denny's at three o'clock in the morning you know, with a French fry stuck in my beard. Uh, speaking of French fries and beards, joining me as always is Mr. Don Smith. What's happening? Most likely you know me from Denny's at three o'clock in the morning. So that's, uh, <laughs> we'll just start right off with that. It's great to be here. It's great to be back after a uh, little bit of time off anyway. And if you've, and if you've been down Colfax Avenue in Colorado, you've probably seen this lady talking to herself and screaming at stray cats, Miss Serenity Stone. <laughs> You can't find me anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> Master disguise. Turtle, turtle. Frightening right now. I'm, I actually feel threatened. <laughs> and then newly joining us and also joining the uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment family has just made her debut on Journal of the Jedi to bring the dark side and prove that uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to a comedy podcast, Miss Ren. I'm not trying the rest of your name. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Happy to be here. Excellent. Well, she's happy to be here because we we're just getting started. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, she's happy now. Give it, give it about 30 minutes and she'll be like, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know where we got to go now 
we got to go to the news buffet. Don, take it away. Always, always. Hey, man, welcome to the news buffet. Always great to be here. We're going to just jump right into it. We're going to start off in Colorado tonight because I've heard (laughs) it's beautiful out there. Yeah. Uh, Take all the hot smoke. The so-called Balloon Boy incident captivated television audience in 2009 as the parents of a six-year-old, appropriately named Falcon, reported that he had been carried away in a large UFO-like balloon thousands of feet in the air. News media helicopters tracked the balloon. The National Guard sent uh, another two helicopters in a rescue attempt. Denver International Airport was temporarily closed as thousands waited the news of the boy's fate. Uh, Falcon's parents, Richard and Mayuma Heen, I guess, what my Yuma? Okay. Anyway, moving on. Told authorities he <laughs> accidentally carried thousands of feet into the sky in a homemade weather balloon experiment gone wrong. Of course, we all know that was a hoax. The parents pleaded guilty to a few crimes surrounding the incident after authorities said it was a hoax planned by the family. On Wednesday, Colorado Governor Jared Polis uh, pardoned the parents in the so-called balloon boy incident. So he, they, they have received a pardon now. And in the case of Richard and Miyuma Heen, the balloon boy parents, we are all ready to move past the spectacle from a decade ago uh, that wasted the precious time and resources of law enforcement officials and the general public, said Paul. Wasted. A child, a child's safety is wasted. But all I'm envisioning is these parents walking up with a with the, with the weather balloon tied to a, to one of those uh, fucking deck chairs, and just going, "Go ahead, Falcon, sit down. It'll work." But, you know. I think that's the, the dumbest thing is to name the kid Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Everything they did, that's probably the thing they should be punished for the most. Yet it's still an upgrade from his mother's name. Yeah, Yeah, Mayuma. I don't know. I don't know. Falcon is still dumber because it is something else. Mayuma isn't. That's just something somebody threw a bunch of random shit together and said, "Let's call her that." Well, it was a boy, right? Because usually when you hear, usually when you hear like a weird, you know, and I know I'm going to get yelled at as sexist here, but usually when you hear a, a, a word or an animal or a month. As a name, it's usually female because for some reason they always want to put it on a, on a girl. Are we talking about Ren or Serenity here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, talking about, not talking about either one of them, but I'm talking about like people that, that are named like June or April or I knew a January, for example. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. My grandmother's name is June. Hey. Right. But I'm talking, again, <laughs> months or, or, or crazy things uh, like, I, you know, flowers. Apple? You know, I've heard of an apple. Somebody named Apple. Rose, Iris. Yeah, you know, like it, it, a, a girl is always named after like anything under the sun, and guys usually wind up with Bob. Yeah, Bob, <laughs> Christopher. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of look. My mother was yeah. the most boring person on the planet because she argued with my father over my name. This is the argument. This is no joke. My father wanted to name me Michael Christopher, and my mother wanted to name me Christopher Michael. Obviously, she won the argument, and my parents are the two most boring people on the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, that stirs up a lot of feelings of whether or not which name comes first. That's <laughs> exciting stuff there. A uh, deadly eastern brown snake was discovered swimming inside the overflow channel of a family's pool located in the suburb of Marino de Adel- in Adelaide, Australia. Uh, snake Catchers Adelaide, a group of professionally trained and licensed snake removers, took care of the venomous intruder and posted a video of the snake in- on uh, Facebook. Uh, this beautiful, sorry, this, this beautiful eastern brown was <laughs> found a nice place to cool down in the heat of Marino today. 
Uh, was in the overflow channel of a family pool uh said snake catchers adelaide which uh, that's a pretty specific name you don't have to question what they do yeah right and i like that (laughs) what do you do i'm a snake catcher (laughs) pretty simple uh the eastern brown snake is one of the most venomous snakes in the world uh, that are uh, native to eastern and central australia a large Burmese python was recently found in a Florida family's driveway before the fish, Florida Fish and Wildlife Concert. That is not even a relate. How is that tagged onto the end of the story? It's not, <laughs> the, it's not the same snake. It's not the same place. Now, it could have only been tagged in there if they actually brought over ex- experts from Snake Catchers Ad- Adelaide to take care of it. But no, Florida Fish and Wildlife, that's not the same. I don't even know why they put that last paragraph in there. I, I don't know, but all that's been running through my head is Steve Irwin, like, have a look at this, the dangerous spitting trouser snake. This snake gets very rigid when it is, feels threatened, and if it's agitated too much, it will spit at you. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> Fry it up with some pantaloon sauce, hell yeah. Sorry, that's just what was running through my head. Yeah, after that, Chris, you, you impressed me as somebody that's dropped a brown snake in a pool before. <laughs> Call it a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, as soon as I heard this story, that's the first thing that went through my mind. Is well, that's what I was laughing at when you first started the story before I went Steve Irwin and spitting trouser snake. When you said, uh, you know, brown snake in a pool, my first thought is a kid dropped a fucking deuce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, don't don't and pick an, up and a brown snake in the pool. Like Adelaide, that's a very, Adelaide is like definitely bushy, but then it has like a lot of upscale shopping and like upscale communities. So in Adelaide, how do they know it was really a snake? I mean, their IQ is probably as much as their bank debt. Zero. Okay. (laughs) Wow. She went there. Yeah. She said they were a little bushy. That's probably the biggest insult for her. I thought it was funny as shit. I was watching your face. I was watching your face as soon as she said it, and I just saw your reaction. Why am I not surprised it's New Jersey? I have over the years tasted many flavors of bush meat. <laughs> you know what i haven't ta- i haven't tasted authentic bush meat since i was a kid because most of them have been processed and de debushed oh my god right right you know oh my god <laughs> seriously it's- it's easier to eat when it's debushed. <laughs> it's a lot easier to eat when it's debushed. <laughs> a lot less sneezing and tickling going on. I like uh, I like to floss after I eat the bush, <laughs> not during. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the meat. The meat, which comes from parts of Africa, is illegal. Isn't that what we're supposed to say? Because it can spread disease. A U.S. passenger, U.S. citizen, brought the bush meat on from a, a flight from Ghana. Officials said the passenger declared the meat, (laughs) I declare the meat, uh, to a CBP agriculture specialist who determined it was illegal bush meat. (laughs) Meaning it was under 18, I'm guessing. That's illegal bush meat. (laughs) Did they they check the meat's green card? (laughs) 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 Illegal bush. Those are words. That is, those are words I did not expect to ever hear in my life. Illegal meat and bush all mixed together. Well, you ever. have not lived. If you, if you never thought you would hear illegal bush meat, then I don't know where you've been all this time. Yeah, I've been oh, outside I'll send of you an article about Epstein. I've heard the illegal 
Bill Bush meet a lot in those articles. <laughs> oh, we went there. You have not been paying attention to our political environment. If you've never heard that, I oh, we, back in the 90s. We went there. <laughs> we went there. The, the queen what? is quoted as to saying it is illegal to have Bush meet. The queen, you know, Prince <laughs> Andrew's dad or mom or... <laughs> Queen Andrew, oh, man, Queen Andrew's dad or mom, and we're just gonna mix them all up. Fuck it, they all have the same ears. Dumbo, we're gonna have to clean this show up after that. Have you been looking for something that will stand out on your resume? Are you the kind of person who wants to work your buns off while? meeting hot dog fans from across the country, or maybe you just dreamed of driving a weird car. This well, then go get yourself some illegal bush meat. <laughs> because Oscar Mayer is looking to hire a new crew of hot doggers to drive the Oscar, Mo Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Uh, the they Chicago more. company is looking for recent college graduates to take the one-year paid job crisscrossing the country in the iconic 27-foot-long hot dog-shaped vehicle. Say no more. I want the job. I want to cruise through neighborhoods showing everybody my wiener. <laughs> Seriously. You have to be just out of college? Discrimination. That's, that's, that is age discrimination. Well, I guess they don't want to watch that. Nobody wants to see an old wiener. Hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old wiener mobile. I mean, it, it sure it takes corners better because it's not, not as stiff, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> look nobody wants a fucking veiny kosher okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time the wienermobile drives on a bridge it's just hanging over into the water that's <laughs> Gee, over all the the <laughs> deep too <laughs> dude no no seriously i am i am totally gonna fucking petition for uh for breaking the fourth wall entertainment to get one time to get to drive the fucking wiener mobile because yeah, you just, that would just be just, the highlight of our you career. Just want, you just want one lick at the wiener mobile. That's, That's all right. right. <laughs> and I will jam it down their yeah, throat till I get the opportunity. Yeah, just one crack. You get one little opening, you're going to slip right in. <laughs> That's right. And like I said, I will jam it down their throat till they give us I'm the never opportunity. Bending over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good idea. You never know where the Wienermobile is going to show up. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ren, you regretting uh, joining this panel today? <laughs> she, no I words. Think the dark side is safer. Who <laughs> <laughs> said this was not the dark side? <laughs> this is what happens when we run out of cookies. Yeah, a mule deer. A mule deer in Pine, Colorado was rescued by park rangers after getting its head jammed into a 10-pound plastic bird feeder. Colorado Parks uh, and Wildlife Officer Joe Nicholson pried the plastic tub off the deer's neck after temporarily subduing it onto the ground on Saturday. So he wrestled the, he wrestled the deer down and pulled off its bucket. Uh, wildlife, especially deer, elk, and moose are often foraging for food in the winter months. So there you go. Every now and then they're going to get their heads stuck in a <laughs> stuck in a bird feeder. That that just that goes along with like some of the memes you've seen on Facebook and shit, like the the squirrel who got his nuts caught in a bird feeder and oh, God. you know. I think, <laughs> I think it's a conspiracy by birds. 
I think I think the birds are taking over because listen to this. Wildlife rescuers were summoned to a Florida home where a bobcat attempted to chase a squirrel into a birdhouse and became stuck. <laughs> We've got more. The Clinic for Rehabilitation of Wildlife said personnel responded to a Fort Myers home Tuesday after a homeowner called to report a bobcat was stuck in a birdhouse on their property. Uh, veterinarians sedated the bobcat so the birdhouse could be disassembled to free the bobcat and the squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel was still inside. <laughs> what a fucking day that squirrel was having. Holy shit. That's like hours stuck in here with a bobcat right here going, nah, 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 nah. holy hell. <laughs> all, all, the while, all the while, a bunch of pigeons and two crows were hanging on fucking telephone wire just laughing their ass. Laughing their ass. <laughs> we caught two more, Bobby. Look at that. You ever, you ever see the crow? You ever see the crows in the original cartoon of? Uh, Absolutely. It is literally them. No, in in Dumbo, you had like five or six of them. They were just always hanging around, laughing oh, at Dumbo. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's literally them. <laughs> but they said disassemble the birdhouse. What the hell kind of birdhouse is this, and how big can it be? I mean. Disassemble, take a freaking hammer. Right. And, well, you don't want to smack it with a hammer when you have animals inside. That's kind of. <laughs> Did yeah, they, they subdue the, the bobcat? That defeats the purpose a little they, bit. They may, have, they may have subdued the bobcat, but nobody got to the squirrel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that little fucker was stuck inside between a bobcat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There you go. That's what the birdhouse. See, so you got some screws you can pull out and then. <laughs> i guess you'd have to be real careful getting this part out because that's really what where he was stuck man yeah, fuck that he's still wearing that like the lamp dogs wear <laughs> yeah if he's got a new collar is what it is <laughs> they can't lick their stitches yeah <laughs> that bobcat's gonna be he's not he's gonna have a rough life when he gets back to his uh, yeah but we're, we're talking about we're talking about the rough life of the bobcat what kind of therapy is that squirrel gonna need Oh, geez, there's nothing. There is nothing that is going to help that squirrel at this point. It is so, it is so screwed. There, it doesn't even have a chance. Yeah. It's going to have nightmares forever. Right. Every time it sees a birdhouse, it's going to run. It will never eat again. Oh, yeah. It'll, st it'll starve to death. It won't have a long life. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, we'll, we'll go to something a little, uh, a little less drastic. Uh, two fishermen have rescued a naked fugitive who they found sitting on a tree branch in, Australia in, in an Australian crocodile habitat. Uh, Cam Faust, uh, I love that name. Cam Faust said Wednesday he and a fellow recreational fisher, Kev Joyner, uh, heard Luke Vosky from their dinghy. Let me say that again. <laughs> Give me a second to just reiterate that. <laughs> but yeah, let me repeat. Uh, as they set crab traps from their dinghy in mangroves on the outskirts of the northern city of Darwin, uh, Faust said Voskresensky, who was covered in mud, cuts, and insect bites, had explained that he had been lost for days, survived by eating snails, and had used his clothes, used his clothes quote for bits and pieces over the way. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means <laughs> have I you ever used tracks off his bits and pieces over the way sure i uh, sure absolutely 
<laughs> Walking Delilah. That's all I know. <laughs> it didn't make sense to, to us, Faust said, uh, referring to the explanation for his nudity. He had made a nest up in the tree and was only laying about a meter above the water where there were crocs in the water. So he had done well to survive. <laughs> uh, Joiner said uh, the friends hesitated. Joiner. Joiner, yes. <laughs> Joiner, that was oh the God. other one. <laughs> Joiner oh said the friends hesitated before bringing Voskresinski on board. Uh, once we'd seen how bad he was and how many cuts he had all over him, he was pretty dehydrated and pretty weak. Uh, we thought we'd better get him in the boat. We thought he just might have had a big night after New Year's and got lost and done himself some mischief in the bush. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've got to say it. I've got to pitch a new show to Discovery Channel. Picture this, okay? Naked and Afraid, Croc Hunter Edition. <laughs> I, would, I would so watch that shit. I, yeah, I think that's every episode. <laughs> he wasn't naked when he did it. Oh, look at that wanker! <laughs> no, but they're always finding something. Jesus, I tell you, the next generation is going to mess things up. What the hell is that? Oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah, just don't be setting crab traps from your dinghy. Is really the uh... you, know, you know what? <laughs> that is that is the I'm writing that down. That is the episode title. <laughs> Catching crabs with your dinghy is that? <laughs> <laughs> don't hang. Crab <laughs> traps from your dinghy and stick it in the bush. <laughs> I have written that down so I don't forget it, so we don't get another episode of what well, I forgot what I was going to name this episode. Right, <laughs> right. You, you always have to have your notes handy because you never know what's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Colin, welcome to the stream, man. Well, now now that Colin's here, we'll have to find. I have to find one more news story to cover. Uh, we hey, let's I see. We've 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 covered the Oscar Mayer wiener. We've covered bush meat, uh, naked fugitive, uh, bird attacks, a brown snake in the pool. <laughs> I, I don't know where to go from here. But <laughs> Renity sent you one in the chat. Did she? I, I didn't see it. I, I got you. Then you want about a husband on leash, uh, on leash breached Quebec's COVID curfew. Oh, I, a woman I, is walking I, her. I, I told you I usually mute her mute husband. Chat. Uh, well, <laughs> send me that one again. We'll cover it next time. We'll we'll hit this one for now because this guy is an idiot. Do it. Uh, Stefan Thomas of San Francisco says he's made peace with forgetting his Bitcoin password that would turn him into a multimillionaire. Uh, Thomas, who was recently featured in New York Times, has about $220 million worth of Bitcoin locked away on a hard drive that will erase its data after 10 password attempts. Uh, Thomas has tried to put in the correct password eight times <laughs> with no luck. The German-born programmer lost the piece of paper containing the password. Uh, you sort of question your own self-worth. What kind of person loses something this important, said Thomas during an interview with ABC7 before detailing how he has come to terms with what happened. Uh, yeah, it, it was actually a really big milestone in my life where like I sort of realized how how I was going to define my self-worth going forward. It wasn't going to be about how much money I have in the bank. He said, <laughs> yeah, because you can't get to it, you moron. <laughs> well, here's, here's my question. I, I, I don't, I don't I, I've never used Bitcoin, so I, I don't know. But uh, with any app and any uh, uh, 
website. There should be a way to reset the password. Exactly. Isn't there usually a, I forgot my password tab that you can click on and then give personal information to allow you to change the password? It's 220 million. Come on. Uh, Apparently not. Apparently not with Bitcoin and 220 million. Because if he doesn't yeah. remember his password, if he clicks on that, the only thing he's got to remember is his mother's maiden name, and he's a fucking millionaire. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he, he has two more attempts. Two more attempts. And he, he has actually – he's tried to get hackers on board to where if they can get in within two more attempts and get that 220, he'll split it 50-50 with them. Dude, I hope he listens. I hope he listens to this podcast, and he goes on Bitcoin, and he sees the "I forgot my password." <laughs> That's probably all it is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, on our Patreon account, all of a sudden we see like half a million dollars, <laughs> and like, where'd the fuck this come from? No, it better be one hundred and ten million. <laughs> I'm gonna call him up and say, "Have you tried the I forgot my password link?" Because <laughs> I'm sure nobody's told him that yet. <laughs> Like I said, I don't I don't know Bitcoin, so people down you know comment down below if you use Bitcoin, does it even have one of those things for your uh for your uh password? I would think it doesn't. I would think it doesn't if he's I would think it does because I mean even my own like a bank. I was about to say even my own even my own even my own bank account, uh like US Bank, Credit One uh credit card and all that, they've got that. I oh, can, yeah, you I gotta can pull it up. Give, give us your account number. Let's see. Let's see if sure. we <laughs> look. I said it before. Oh, that's right. You're still said, out 600. Never mind. <laughs> I was about to say, I said it before and I will say it again. I, you know, why I podcast and get using my real name and everything. You know why I do that? Because anybody that wants to steal my fucking identity, they can have it and all the debt that comes with it. Yeah, I was going to say, they'll give it right back to you. <laughs> Enjoy, please. <laughs> I'm begging people. I actually answer the scam calls and, and shit like that. Just begging, like, yes, you could have my social security number. <laughs> Take it all. Take it all. <laughs> well, that, well, that's been uh, that. That's been the news buffet. It's 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 been great being back on board. Thanks for joining us, Colin. It's good to see you. <laughs> Colin's Colin's extra quiet. <laughs> What was that? The fuck? You too, Don. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're playing like that. I'll do it. I'll do it again since Colin wasn't here. Yeah, Colin's being quiet because he's still oh. mad at me about my uh, my response to uh, to, to marijuana. <laughs> you had a response to marijuana? Yeah, when I said that I wasn't enjoying the topic of conversation, it seemed like I touched a nerve on Colin because he he proceeded to berate me and educate me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I still don't care. <laughs> oh, is this is this the edibles conversation from? That was the edibles conversation. Yeah, yeah. smoke. <laughs> See, my my yeah, thought is don't don't tell me about how great the edibles are if you're not going to mail me some. Is that a dare? Oh, you yeah. better talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of mad though. Speak, speaking of, I will I will admit I'm kind of mad. I can't find my uh, my jewel uh, kit that has my CBD. Uh, pod on it because my knees have really been bothering me <laughs> i'm kind of mad because, I can't 
hookahswithtwozs.com has the best ones and the most amazing flavors. I don't want to buy a new one. I bought this one like two months ago. And uh, it, I, it's still full because I only use it when my knees hurt. <laughs> Lightweight. Will, will they mail them to Ohio is the question. <laughs> if they don't, if they won't, Serenity will. I mean, it's just... There you go. There you go. <laughs> CBD is not illegal. Okay. Oh, I wasn't talking about CBD. Oh. LSD. <laughs> Well, well, in that case, no, Serenity will not mail it to you. You, you can buy it, you can have it sent to her house, and then you'll never see it again. Right. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> hey. Hey, you were you, the one saying you were kind of low this week. It's, a, it's okay. I, this week. I like to shop local anyway. That, <laughs> hey, I, I'm doing good. I'm totally fine. I actually, I, I'm good. I'm totally good. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay more importantly what the hell is going on colin you've been quiet oh yeah i'm st i'm still like in uh like catch-up mode here i've been moving and grooving all day i'm doing stuff help a friend move and then i was like all sweaty and i got back here and i had to hop in the shower and it, i don't know if you guys know but i've been busy trying to put my um my room area together in my pool room and stuff I finally got it pretty decent. Um, I don't know if, how well you can even see, but um, I got the projector screen up behind me. Um, I got the pool table. Yep. He's moving yeah. everything around. Somewhere man. you can see it. But maybe you got a you got a hell of a bright fucking uh, halo light. So <laughs> it was watching oh. out most of what you were trying to show us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, here now, maybe you can see a little bit better. Nice, damn! It's coming together. Yeah. What kind of table um, is that, Brunswick? That's a, that's what kind it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About to play some football. Yeah, Rem, how did you enjoy the the news buffet? Oh, journalism. <clears throat> that was amazing. I, I loved it. It was so much fun to geek out openly, freely, with no chains. My chains are broken. It was awesome. <laughs> yes, that is the way to do it. Because these guys start geeking out on me and I just start yawning. I'm like, oh, I can't keep up with you anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we, we get into a Star Wars conversation, for example, and we're talking about the great battle and everything else, and then Serenity will will pitch in something like, well, maybe Yoda's cute. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> At least I know he, he eats frogs or frog eggs or something. That was That's a kind of knowledgeable. That was a big point of contention to a lot of fans. <laughs> the, one, one of the biggest controversies of the Mandalorian was, was Grogu eating the children of the frog people. <laughs> well, to where, to where even I was reading. Not? No, not cannibal. I thought he was eating them. No, he was eating them. He, he was definitely eating them. People had an issue with it. That's their children. It's like, he don't care. <laughs> the boy stole well, macarons in school. He don't care. <laughs> uh -oh, what's this photo? 
Oh, I was, hey, I was sharing that for Colin. He had to show his pool table. <laughs> Why are we all sharing our tables where we put our balls? Stop that. <laughs> hey, you don't know where I put my balls, sir. Yeah, well, I know where you put your fucking crab traps. <laughs> right on my dinghy where they belong. Very nice, Don. Very nice. <laughs> I got one of the ultimate compliments on Journal of the Jedi I got from Rendo because she swears up and down I'm like, uh, uh, what, what did you say? What did, what did you say it was? Uh, master manipulator or something? What, what, what was it? Was it? I don't uh, relentless uh something or other because of the way i was like dogging into something on the show i forget what it was exactly oh, i don't remember either <laughs> gonna have to rewatch the show to find out exactly which gives us another which gives us another view on the show so right on i'll do that um <laughs> that's how i get the numbers up click click yeah, just keep watching it buddy. <laughs> perfect a thousand downloads this month <laughs> Each each uh each time duration is only like two seconds, but right. <laughs> that's not what matters. That is what matters. Which, by the way, folks, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to After Hours, the segment of the show where I get to turn around and pick a topic of conversation, usually funny, sometimes serious. This time it's going to be one of a personal nature because I've been dealing with some shit as of late that has really been annoying me. It's actually happened. Crab, this crabs on your dinghy. Yeah, crabs on my dinghy. The, the, the trap, the traps sprung, and the, the, crabs, the crabs just got everywhere. Uh, <laughs> There's no treatment for that. That's it. Crabby man. patties? What? It's my, 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 my bush, my illegal bush meat is completely contaminated. Yep. <laughs> well, if, you, if you hadn't used your clothes for bits, as, bits and pieces along the way, you'd have been fine. My dinghy looks like a brown snake in a pool. I mean, it's just fucking horrible. <laughs> but uh, no, um, for those that listening to the show and here at the panel, you, you guys know I'm a single father, divorced father of, of two young children. And uh, my, uh, my ex-wife has been hounding forever to get me to allow her to move to Florida. She tried uh, many, many, many years ago when we first separated to tell me she wouldn't even take me for child support if I allowed her to take my children to Florida. And uh, she would even pay for them to come back to see me on like, you know, summer vacation, whatever else. I knew that was complete bullshit. She would never do it. So I completely said no. And since then, I've been suffering, you know, from child support and everything else, which was always done through the city of Philadelphia uh, court system. Well, now I've been informed today that our case has been transferred to Bucks County, which is uh, Do basically Doylestown, Pennsylvania, uh, because she lives in the Bucks County area uh, with the children. They did not even contact me about this shit. Now, my issue with it is the fact that they did transfer it without my knowledge, without my okay, without my consent, without even fucking asking me if I could get to Doylestown to do like court appearances and stuff like that when needed and the other issue is bucks county courthouse uh family court system is extremely known as mother biased like the only way a mother in in bucks county ever loses custody or uh, or a lawsuit against a man in bucks county is if she murdered him and I'm not exaggerating that. It is a 98% percent 
always ruling to the mother. So you're saying it's 2% murder. (laughs) 2% murder, yeah. You know, so I wish I was even kidding on that. Um, And again, at the same time, I'm dealing with uh, conflicting reports coming from my children that my ex-wife is planning to move to Florida by the end of February. In fact, there are setting dates and shit like that. I'll, again, this is coming out of the war, you know, mouth of babes and all, but uh, quite honestly, I'm just looking for some like opinions here on what I could do, how I could go about confirming some of these things, or maybe even stopping this shit from happening, like going to uh, Bucks County uh, with, with the case. Like there, there has to be some sort of precedent that I can stand on to fight against this. Mm. So that that's what I'm that's that's the topic of conversation I'm proposing to the group. Like especially if they have any personal I know most of you don't, but if anybody has any personal dealings with uh with with custody battles and child support and and you know vindictive fucking exes. I I cannot get my ex to take her fucking dog, but <laughs> <laughs> I still got her dog here. What? <laughs> Okay, so um. Does she pay dog support? She needs to no, but she <laughs> sorry, you gotta pay the. I mean, I, don't I, pay I, for I the could dog. always. I could have withheld the, the the stimulus check <laughs> until she paid dog support. Maybe you should have. <laughs> oh my god! I Go can't ahead, believe you. they did that. Oh um. You were about to say something before I made the the, the dog support joke. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just think that there's nothing that you could lose in going to the court and protesting it. You know, like you're not going to be out anything really if you go and you speak to the courts and you reach out and you say that you don't agree with it and make sure that you know that you did everything in your power to stop whatever was going to happen from happening. And I mean, because of pandemic, I'm pretty sure that you can fight something on the grounds of not taking your children out of state. Well, even, even, even without the pandemic, um, I mean, father's rights, I should have the right to be able to say no. I mean, okay. For example, like I could move back to Colorado because God knows I want to get out of this goddamn shithole of Philadelphia anyway. I can move back to Colorado anytime I want and, and yeah, okay, it would fuck up my visitations. We'd have to, you know, do like a, a video chat courtroom to fucking, you know, set up a new thing where I'd get them like on the summers or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, is I chose not to leave Philadelphia so that way I could be there for my children. I could be there when they need me for school. I could be there for my visitations. I could be there anytime my children need me. I could be there. As much as I hate this goddamn city and state and the way it, 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 it's become since I've returned, I have chosen to remain here for the benefit of my children. In turn, my father writes should have me the have the ability to say, "Look, I'm not telling mom she can't live wherever the fuck she wants to live, but like I'm staying here for the kids. She should be staying here for the kids, or if she wants to go, give me custody of the kids. I have rights too. And so far, in in all the years that I've been dealing with the court system, which is going on thirty fucking years, because my first child was with her too, thirty fucking years. They have never once acknowledged my rights 
as, as the other person who created these human beings outside of I'm a sperm donor and a paycheck. And that's literally how I'm looked at. To give you an example of how court systems, at least in Philadelphia, are, and I'm sure they're this way everywhere else, one time for child support when we went and she was trying to get an increase in, in child support and everything, and I told the courts I wanted, if they approved this, I especially wanted receipts. Uh, proving that the increase in, in, in the money and everything else was going to the benefit and welfare of my children. And the court magistrate straight up on record said to me, once the money leaves my paycheck, it is no longer my fucking concern. Yep. Ain't I the father? Isn't my children's well-being my fucking concern? I, I agree, but that's the way that the law is set up. I don't get it. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that are fighting their exes for everything. I mean, just to see the kids once a month. I mean, you know my brother Lance and his yeah. situation. He doesn't ever get to see her yet. He pays child support. He does everything that he needs to. He's not an offender of any kind, and she has her a million percent, and there's no reason why she should be able to keep serenity away from her brother. You know, the biggest thing that makes no sense to me in the, in the court systems and guys, if I'm missing the point here, let me know, especially women. Cause you, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound like a, like a vindictive dick or whatever, but you guys win at least 80% of the time when it comes to family courts, especially when it comes to children, you know, and, and everything else. Like for some reason it is biasly believed that the woman will always be the better parent for, for children to live with than the men. Uh, but you know, like the idea share, why is it normal standard for, for men? You could take up to 75% of our income in child support, which it doesn't take to have 75% of your total income to raise a child but you are only given 48 days standard out of the year to be a parent to your child. Like, how is that fairness? You take over three quarters of my paycheck and give me less than a month. Well, just about a little over a month total time out of a year to actually be a parent to my child. How is that fair? How is that right? Why is it automatically because I walk into uh, the courtroom to give you an example from my personal, from my personal case, the reason I'm divorced, my wife cheated on me. I caught it because I caught it. She kicked me out of the house. Okay. Through the divorce, through the custody hearing, through everything else, not once was that ever taken into account that she broke up the home. I've been treated as the criminal since day one, simply because I have a fucking penis and she and I broke up. So I'm automatically the bad guy. Yet she was the one who wronged me and destroyed our family. I'm the bad guy and have been punished for it ever since. Why does the court system constantly do that to so many men? And yes, I do, I do recognize the fact that there are deadbeat fathers out there. There are people who have worked the system. There are people who refuse to take uh, responsibility for their children. But there ain't enough of them for you guys to justify the way you discriminate, discriminate against so many good fathers. And how many of those good fathers finally threw up their hands and said, fuck it, if I'm going to be treated like a deadbeat, I might as well be one because I can't win. How many deadbeats have they created with these stupidities? I don't know. 
Um, I've never been married and I've never had kids. Lucky you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I never wanted that life. I was not interested in marriage and I was not interested in kids. Um, to be honest, I focused on college and, and building um, career and I want to travel and wanted to do other stuff. But the only thing I can think of is that might lend some insight is to maybe look into the history of why these laws were created because they do not sound like they make sense to me. Um, and well, they it go could back to the fifties and sixties when the, the the man was supposed to be the breadwinner, and that's what that's that's the still the archaic thing it sticks with on that. Hmm. So, so there's it's the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, basically, yes, it, it's all a county your dinghy. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't have that dinghy. <laughs> So they're assuming the woman will not be able to get work because I mean, that was a legitimate concern back in the day. I mean, back I remember day, yeah. my grandmother and even my mother um, telling me, you know, when you were back in the day, when you were a woman, that, that was it. And I mean, I remember looking at my mom's um, high school um, yearbook and it had like the guy pictures of the guys and, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. I want to go into the military. I want to, do this and that and the women were all homemaker homemaker nurse homemaker 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 nurse <laughs> and, and that secretary there's like a couple of secretaries sprinkled in there that was it and that was my mother's generation so I'm wondering if these laws were written based upon a society that really doesn't exist so much anymore Right. Well, let, let, let's look at that for a minute. It, let's uh, let's say that's absolutely correct. Which uh, you know, judging from like uh, as as Don said that this has been around since the fifties and sixties when these laws were first instituted. Okay, fine. That that makes complete and total sense. But we're talking about two thousand ten women's liberation. Uh, sex is supposed to be equal. Uh, there have been role reversals in many in many aspects of family lifestyles where women become the breadwinners and guys became the homemakers, or you know, obviously right. income families or whatever the case may be. Like with all these things being instituted and incorporated in society, how come no fucking lawmaker, be it conservative liberal uh you know court system supreme court system the president of the fucking united states why has nobody turned around and said okay it's time to change this they're too busy deciding what their state dinosaur is going to be mm. <laughs> that's from a news story i covered a couple of weeks ago on my show where there was somewhere they were deciding their state dinosaur and that's what it is they they aren't worried about shit that's actually going to matter they're worried about keeping their seat and keeping their constituency just happy enough to slide by for another election. Well, that that's kind of that's kind of my point. It's like, especially when you look at the like the left, and again, we try to stay out of uh, politics for the most part. But most of the standing thoughts of the left is they want to be progressive. They want to change things that were considered uh, discriminatory or otherwise. We're having the conversation about discriminatory against women. We're having the conversation about discriminatory against uh, minorities. But why are we not having the conversation of discrimina discrimination in family court systems towards men? We've had that conversation. I've had that conversation for years now with my male friends. And I've just, you know, because of my brother, I figured out that uh, there's no beating them. Well, that, that's my faith. point. 
that's my point. Been having, you've been having conversations locally. I've been having conversations locally. Why has this not been addressed by the world stage that wants to bat, combat discrimination of all and any kind, but yet we never have the conversation of like, there's so many fucking good fathers getting screwed by the court system because of the fact that they have a penis and a job. So why are we not having this worldwide, uh, congressionally, uh, nationally, why are we not having this conversation? What I'm hearing is that this favoritism. So um, in the court system regarding families, it favors females just for the sake of them being females. And in other industries, say engineering or Hollywood, um, it favors men. Right. And woman has a problem or an issue, then it's very hard on her to try to get justice. Whereas in regarding family court issues, um, it's hard on the man to um, have his issues addressed and to get justice. So um, it's very unbalanced. Well, yeah, I mean, on one side, everything is just dropping down. On the other side, um, that's interesting. I did not see it that way until just now and um it's very um hypocritical because everyone's been trying to get everyone looked at and treated um equally i mean i hate saying everyone is equal because we're not we all want different things out of life um we're all different but um it um there's definitely Respect why yeah. we're all supposed to be equal, even though we should celebrate our differences. Yeah. Right. But people want different things, you know, out, out of life. So, I mean, that's what I mean by I don't see people as being equal, as in people don't want the same. You know, some people want to be ski instructors and other people want to be doctors. You know, that, that's different. <sighs> right. Um, and, and sorry. I was sorry. If something was out of reach, I had to stretch for it. Um, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, and that, that's kind of, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make here is that, you know, when, when I'm talking about equality, you know, I, when I talk about equality, about things personally, I look at the grand scheme of everything. And I'll tell you, when I go to the court systems, when I, when I deal with the court systems, I don't know if it's discrimination because of, you know, uh, archaic rulings or, or, you know, I, I literally walk in there feeling like a criminal. I've done nothing wrong. Just coming to a court date to, se to see if they can increase my child support, to see if I'm making enough money to, to, to increase my child support, which means I'm literally showing up just to show them my pay stubs. And I walk in there and I am treated, talked down to, and, and made to feel like I'm a fucking criminal. Like I deserve to go to jail simply because I am a father who is no longer with the mother of my children. And I'm not even exaggerating that in any way, shape, or form. That is exactly the atmosphere that they put you in and the way they treat you and talk to you the whole entire time you are there. You feel like the by the time you walk that out of here, you're right. like the biggest piece of shit on the fucking planet, and yet you've done nothing wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that, and every time it makes me uh, glad I had a vasectomy. <laughs> so much, so much cheaper. <laughs> I mean, I'll t I'll tell you this much from from my own personal. Oh shit! 
from my own personal standpoint, I don't care how they treat me. I really don't. Like, I, I care for the extent of, like, you're ripping me off ch uh, child support-wise. You're ripping me off from fucking time of watching my children grow mm -hmm. and having an influence in, in, in how, of what type of people they grow up to be, you know, which is the job of a parent, you know, besides protecting them. Um, besides those things, the, 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 the biggest thing that – and wait, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> You know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't get how they could tr do that to, oh yeah, that, that was my train of thought. The person, the, the, the thing that concerns me the most is the ones suffering the most from it are the kids. Yeah. Besides the argument between mommy and daddy, where mommy and daddy are ripping the other apart and talking about how shitty their, their, their other parent is or whatever, which you should never do. And I try not to do, especially not in front of my children. Um, I may say it to Jen, you know, but I won't say it to uh, uh, in, in earshot of the children um, and stuff like that. But I mean, like just the court system itself is ripping the kids away from a parent. Uh -huh. and and making the children grow up looking at the other parent as literally what they're being treated as a sperm donor and an atm well let's go back to like the 50s and 60s and think about like back then how much psychology there was behind the fact that children needed their mother and their fathers being absent was either great or the worst thing that ever happened Right. So most of the time, like when these laws were created, the psychology and the way that kids were raised proved that the mother needed to be there. And they just haven't really done studies anymore on it. It's not like you take your kids to the shrink all the time and they talk about, do you think it'd be better with mommy or daddy? I mean, that's just not something you talk to kids about. But I think that back then kids that didn't have their mothers were like serial killers and shit, you know? So it was totally different back then. But today it, it's still significantly proven that fatherless homes, uh, children raised in fatherless homes are, are more likely to wind up on drugs, more likely to wind up in jail, more likely to wind up being violent because of the absence of the father. Now, yes, some of that is, is absentee fathers, people who, who deadbeat it out, you know, uh, shot their load and ran away. But a lot of it is also people in my position that want to be there and try to teach your children right from wrong, but are blocked from it because some fucking anal retentive prick from the court system decided you're not good enough to raise your own children. Yet, ironically enough, and I use Serenity as an example because she has a child. I'm not allowed to raise my children 52 weeks out of the year, except for 48 days, but I could raise hers. If her and I were together, there's no problem with me raising her child. I just can't raise my own. How does that, that make fucking stupid. sense? <laughs> wow. I, I just want to take a minute here to say that uh, the idea of sperm donor ATM was going to be my new business model. And you just fucked that up for me, Chris. So You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Depositor withdrawal. Well, you gotta have gold. I was going to make a fucking fortune. It'd kind of be like a glory hole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So come on, Colin, give me, well, give me some. Destroyed Rin. I broke Rin. <laughs> 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 I 
Ren, to be fair, I probably should have warned you beforehand, Don is a professional comedian. Nothing <laughs> 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 professional about me. But Colin, I come on. You're, you're... lit that well in a long time. <laughs> Colin, Colin right. you're my last over because you're, you're, you're the inspiration of the group. You're the positivity. Tell me something good that can come from this. All right. Well, everybody's correct. First of all, I want to say everybody here is correct. Everybody here is correct about their way of thinking. Is um, it was established in an archaic time when there were more um homes that had established mother and father um two parent households. Um, so when it split up, it was like shame, shame on the man. You're gonna pay for this now. You know, um, so that's how those laws were written by people with those type of morals because they were all um, either Mormons or Catholic or Baptist or whatever, but they had those solid values and all this shit, right? Well, everybody's lost that crap now. Nobody gives a fuck. So now everybody's just doing what they do and they're blowing their wad where they want. And then no, there's no um, stability. There's no family unity. There's no, um, there's no morals and there's no standards um, pushed upon the children, which makes uh, more children stupid enough to start raising children. And then you've got children raising children, which causes more problems. Um, and then parents, parents need to be um, role models. And that's not happening these days. Uh, most people are just like, we'll just get all methed out or something and not care and let the state do with our kids and shit. Or else they use them for a meal ticket for uh, you know, some kind of a food cart where they can get that every month and they can get assistance. And then they can just uh, juice their ex for as much money as they can possibly get. You know, I, I find it repulsive and I find it disgusting. Um, that's the reason I don't have any children is because I've never found somebody who was willing to come across half, half, 50, 50 and help me raise a child um, and be responsible about it. Um, and not only financially, but, uh, you know, mentally and um, physically. Uh, a child to be raised in this world today needs to have the right upbringing and the right morals, the right values and the right state of mind so that they can be a productive member of society. Um, if you're not going to do that, then don't bother spreading your legs. Don't bother um, having sex. Don't bother screwing around. Go out and get on the pill and find condoms because we don't need more stupid people in this world. And um, that goes for the people that run the front of the court too. Because I've seen my friends get thrown in jail because they were a little bit behind on some uh, bullshit rearages and crap. When the person who's taking the money is just going running around doing drugs with anyhow, kids anything from it. You know, the kids that are starving, suffering. You know, and they were the babysitter all the time off. You know, and I don't think that that's cool either. Um, but it all comes down to. Um, they're, they're, they don't pay close enough attention. There just need to be more studies on what goes on in men's lives when they are the absentee parent and they decide to change their ways. There's a lot of guys that I know that would love to have full custody of their own kids and not pay all this child support all the time, but it's just not the way the system's set up. And as much as they argue, unless they get full custody, they're kind of at the mercy of the court, which I believe isn't right, and I think that needs to change. I'm actually, I, I, I've got a kind of off topic of this. I am shocked. I think that is the most base, and I use the term base uh, as in the most like forceful inflection I think I've ever heard come out of Colin's voice. I didn't think that would touch a nerve for him. <laughs> but the way he delivered that, this is something that royally pisses him off. I'm, I'm shocked at that. Well, there's a reason I don't have children is because... 
you know, I've wanted children, but every time I get close, something fucks up. And it's either the person has to be there 50% financially and mentally and stably, or else at least be there for the child to help me raise a child so I can provide financially. You know, it just, it just hasn't happened that way in my life, unfortunately, because nobody seems like is ready to totally commit. All right. Serenity was about to say something. I, I said that Colin has a heart. Oh, that, that exactly true. Exactly true. Let me ask you based on, on Colin's rant and what we were talking about here about a lot of this was born from the archaic belief systems of back in the day where the man was the breadwinner and the woman was a homemaker. And, and really the compensation is it's taking care of the woman because she was not out in the workforce. Would you say that part of the reason this has not been reestablished and, and, and reevaluated would also be because of the fact that these were also born from the days of, uh, you know, the nuclear family would, would, would the nuke would returning to the ideals of nuclear families where we didn't make it so easy for divorce and everything else, would that help change the narrative uh, for people who are separated, who are divorced, who had children out of wedlock and, and, and the consequences of, of, of said actions uh, with dealing with, you know, the repercussions of alimony, child support you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that usually comes from the separation or divorce. In your guys' opinions, would a return to trying to bring back values of the nuclear family kind of help start leading things back into the correct direction of reform in these fields? When right. it comes to I divorce? think the child support issue, the thing is, when you make an unpaid child support, it's like, okay, you're not just going to go and have fun, whoopee-doo in bed, and then get off scot-free and not have any responsibility for that. You know, they're, they're trying to hold the man more responsible so he mans up and takes care of his responsibilities and just doesn't just run off. You know, um, they don't want to see that. So society set this up that way so that that way... The man, at least, if you're not going to show up and you're not going to take care of this child, you're going to pay for it. Oh, you don't like it? Guess what? You'll go to jail then because you're not going to be a deadbeat dad in our society. You know, they're trying to push that so that people will man up. And I appreciate that, but I don't think it's necessary with every. You're, you're, you're half wrong in that aspect, and I'll explain why. They do care that you pay child support, whether you want to be in the child's life or not. However, to them, you being associated with your children at all is. It doesn't matter. They don't care if you never want to be in your child's life. They don't care if that you, that you don't want to take responsibility for your children. As long as you pay the child support, they will never try to try to coach or encourage you to be the stand-up parent that you need to be being a parent. So that's why I have to half disagree with you. I agree that the child support is there to make sure that the man takes responsibility, at least financially. However, they do not give two shits that the man actually steps up and becomes a father. Right. And that sure. sucks. Yeah. You know, but also in turn, the ones who receive the child support, like you stated, you have friends that have dealt uh, that have gone through this as well. They automatically assume the mother is the more nurturing uh, parent because they carried the child in the womb for nine uh, nine months and blah blah nine blah years. blah. Yeah, I almost said nine years. <laughs> nine months. Fucking elephant you know incubation. So much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, elephant incubation. But uh, you know, nine months and everything else. So obviously, they are the more designed to take care of the child. However. They will give you the child support, no questions asked, and never once check to actually make sure that you're a good parent if you're female. 
Never once will they check in on it unless somehow, some way, the father gets the chance to get DHS called out to check in on them. And even then, it has to be very severe. Like okay, so mother's mother boyfriend always... sticking needles okay. in himself next to the child's crib severe to actually okay, get DHS to move against the parent, the mother. Okay, I have a story that relates to this, okay? It was a male who loved his daughter took care of his daughter as much as she would allow, the mother would allow. The mother would take off at night and leave the four-year-old daughter with the eight-year-old son. No food, no anything in the house, just would take off at night to go party, get drunk, whatever. So one night when she abandoned the kids, he finally called social services on them. And unfortunately, social services took the child away but didn't give her to the father although he'd been paying child support yeah. and then he walked away and then he walked away <laughs> I, now I, I have a nephew that was fortunate enough to get custody of both of his kids but that's only because the mother did go to prison and that was the problem was they were together for several years she had a, a child from a previous relationship and my nephew tried to get that kid too, but because he wasn't a, uh, he wasn't the father, he wasn't able to get her. So she ended up in the system because her father didn't step up either. Oh. So when this, when this woman went to prison, that child from a previous relationship, unfortunately went into the system. My nephew was lucky enough to get both of his children, but wasn't able to unfortunately help this, this poor girl that's now, god knows where oh when did that happen oh shit that's been uh well his his, uh, his oldest his oldest boy's in college now so that's been oh. 19 years ago that well, well about it would have been let's see probably about 15 years ago that all this that they split up and all that happened and she ended up going to prison so well, if you relate to this story and you might be that girl, your family is out there yeah. somewhere and they yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you know who I'm talking about, if it's you. <laughs> if it's you, my, my dog groomer's boyfriend's best friend's dog walker told me <laughs> something about this too. So maybe it's her. You never know. Yep. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> my, my nephew was l lucky enough to get both the kids and basically was able to keep her out of their lives because she has no place there. I mean, mother or not because of wh who she was and the kids don't want anything to do with her either. So, and yeah. they're actually, they actually grew up to be really good kids. Aww. Fortunately. Yes. I'm very fortunate to have a, a great partner helping to raise my daughter i mean like eric is amazing like half the stuff that she does i'm blown away with and he teaches her the things that i can't you know like it's it's hard to explain but like i don't i don't succeed at everything i don't know what i'm doing at everything but between a few people you kind of try to round your children out and i think that it's working out well for us 
Well, see, I, I, I agree with that. I know I walked half back in because I really had to pee. I'm sorry, guys. I, I will listen to the rest of your story in the replay, uh, Serenity. I, I just couldn't hold it anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I was raised my, – my father died when I was six months old. He died of a brain aneurysm. It's obviously different than, than somebody who was a deadbeat father who stepped away or something of that nature. And I agree with Serenity a lot because in, in my raising, my mother – who was in the Coast Guard at the time and, and everything else, did her best to raise me. But I also was blessed and lucky that I had two grandparents that raised me like their own child. So I was still technically in a nuclear family environment because my grandmother and grandfather raised seven children together. They stayed through thick and thin, through everything together. They died married together, you know what I mean? And they did instill those, those, those values in me. Uh, and I, and I agree with Serenity is that it takes, it takes a village. You know, the reason we have so many bad kids nowadays is because nobody, like when I was a kid, I can go out into the neighborhood, go hang out with my friends and everything else. And every neighbor knew who I was. And if I fucked up, every neighbor had a, the absolute right to whoop my ass and then drag me home for my parents to whoop my ass. Mm -hmm. You know, like everybody was involved in everybody's <clears throat> life to make sure those children, you know, grew up to be on the right track. Nowadays, everybody fucking sticks their nose out of the situation and children are running amok with no supervision in which turn we create people who have no fear of consequence you, you ever think a lot of the neighbors just right. wanted to whoop your ass oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's that was the case with me a lot, blame the, them. a lot of the neighbors parents like you wait till that little fucker comes by i'm whooping his ass <laughs> I hope they let him out today. I've got a fucking baseball bat for him. <laughs> yeah, if we could go back and YouTube it now. Yeah. <laughs> back in time and YouTube it. Chris would have got his ass whooped a few times. Oh, yeah. I you know, so harshest, when I was a teenager. That would have been better. I won't I won't lie about it. Some of the worst beatings I ever took in my in my teens and everything else did not come from fucking kids in school or anything else it came from the neighbors and my parents mm -hmm. and i will be the first one now to it i would never have admitted it back then but i will admit it now i deserved each and every fucking one of them <laughs> well do, do we all remember the old saying that it takes a village to raise a child i mean yeah. there's something to say there oh no it does i have my little village here me and my neighborhood we're all tight i i definitely exactly have eight I have like eight to 10 co-parents living between my house and the park. Like I get it. Like it takes more than one. It, it really like you, Right. You can't just say that a well, single for mother me, for instance. could do the same thing as a community of mothers, you know, like it's the same thing, a community, whether it be all women, both genders or just men, like a community is going to, round out what it is although there's women's group everywhere why is there not you know father's group mother's groups i will not father's why. group i i will i will tell you why because i've actually joined a couple of like the single father's groups like on on facebook and and everything else uh where they were actually fighting for parental rights for 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 fathers for males uh hmm. and everything else and just like a lot of what's going on in social media today it is always silenced and marked as hate speech and uh, uh, what, what, what was it? Uh, uh, discrimination against women. Okay. 
So I'm not talking about online groups. You know, I'm not into the social media well, I'm not thing. Being, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. No, media. I'm talking about in real life. No, like when I lived in Marina Del Rey. Talking PTA. I would, I would go and we would go to Mother's Beach and I would be there with a group of mothers that they we all had our children. Where do they meet? Around. I know where me oh and Chris God. are hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay, totally. so you're living in the online world. I'm talking about in real life. Mothers no, 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 I was using I was using the why online. Why are there not example. why are there not men though? Why are why are there not these the exact men groups? The exact same reason. I was using social media as an example, but there have been movements of men's rights that have been have tried to uh to do this and they have been labeled as misogynistic and uh detrimental to to women's equality and shut down not just social media wise but actual movements have been shut down for these mm -hmm. causes they're considered toxic to to equality yes i could I just, not live without my mother's group i have to say what's up ren I, I don't understand the logic behind that because basically they're saying, all right, women, we're going to put them in a box as being a parent. Men, no, you can't work. So I'm going to leave you in the completely capable hand of Don Smith, uh, not only to finish this conversation if you guys want to, but also to bring up Colin's corner. So uh, guys, thank you for joining uh uh, ah, breaking uh, the football weekly. You, you already know where you can find us and everything. You know my outro, so I'm going to leave you with Don Smith and the rest of the group, and I will catch you guys next week. Have a good night, guys. Hey, have a good man. Bye. Have a good night. All right, he's gone. <laughs> All right, break out the keg Dude. and the cards. Seriously, oh my god. <laughs> Really bringing this show down. <laughs> well, I I told him earlier when he's like, I got something I want to talk about, and he told me what it was. I'm all like, um, I no. don't really know how that's gonna no. go over, man. No, that that was that was a good discussion. It's all stuff that needs to be brought up, honestly. But uh, you know, it just it was definitely more of a common grounds conversation right. than a comedy show conversation. Cause I come here to right. laugh. I don't want to sit here and think about poor kids. Like <laughs> then I just start thinking about, Oh my God, all these kids that don't get their lunches because the schools aren't open and no. Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's make some jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it needed to be said. It's definitely important, but party time. Take a shot for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it, if if we're wrapped on that conversation, I have no problem hopping on into Colin's corner for something positive. Sounds good right, to me. Thanks, Don. Um, yeah. Uh, well, let's see what I could dig up this week. I didn't get really too uh, wild and deep because, like I said, I've been working on this pool room trying to get uh, everything situated, and I get uh, band practice stuff down here too, microphones and cables. <laughs> and I've just been trying to sort through it all. Um, let's see, what do we hear? Uh, apparently there's an Arkansas doctor that forgave $650,000 in medical bills for a cancer patient to kick off 2021. Well, that's pretty positive. Uh, I don't think anybody needs that kind of debt. Um, if cancer diagnosis is a patient's worst nightmare, not being able to afford life-saving treatments runs it a uh, close second. So when one oncologist recently forgave his patients outstanding debts, you might say he took beside he took bedside manner to a whole new level. Wow. Um, 
$650,000 of outstanding patient debt on the books was wiped clear um, and, and will be in February. It started in February of 2020. Um, clinic closed due to... Wow, so this guy apparently is an all-around good doctor and uh, really helping out his patients. That's good to hear. Huh. Because yeah, on the details that here, of, all kinds of stuff. Necessary medical procedures, that kind of debt is outrageous. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the sad part about that stuff. So so to see uh, a doctor actually give back like that is a pretty positive story. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details of it, um, but you can you can find that on uh, goodnewsnetwork.org, uh, a story about an oncologist for giving 650k in debt. Um, let's see. Another person here, a GoFundMe campaign has raised more than $46,000 for a homeless man who returned an 80-year-old grandmother's lost wallet found in a dumpster. Hmm. Wow. Can you imagine that? What kind of reward he never uh, anticipated? Yeah. Huh. For a GoFundMe account. Wow. See, uh, the guy's name is Sean Curry. He found the wallet in a dumpster by the Camps and Coffee Shop in San Rafael, uh, about 25 miles north of San Francisco. Uh, Curry returned the wallet to its rightful owner with a contents intact. Um, How did her wallet GoFundMe campaign aims to help Curry. Was How does it get in the dumpster? <laughs> For one, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but um. What? How would it? But amazingly, it got back or... there. Um. <laughs> an eighty-year-old grandmother. I know. Never mind. Uh, see, a local community in San Francisco Bay Area is raising money for a man who returned the lost wallet. I mean, what did she accidentally throw it away? I mean, that's I, it. Doesn't explain here that part of it. Yeah, that's oh, weird. Um, Even if she threw it away, unless wait. she threw it into the dumpster. I mean, <laughs> I don't even. Oh wait, here, that. here we go. It does explain here. the The wallet belongs to Evelyn Topper. She is stopped by Camston Coffee on December chai tea latte and a bubble tea delivered which they're paying for the two beverages topper tucked her wallet into her vest pocket which she forgot to zip up when she got home her pocket was empty and somehow it ended up in the in the dumpster yeah that huh. makes so much sense well well anyways that's that's pretty good uh tip for him for uh returning a wallet and then there's that's another one here about a nurse works in a COVID unit, wins a million dollars in a North Carolina lottery. That's nice. That's a nice bonus for a nurse. Wow. Okay. Apparently they, uh, a welcome surprise when she won a million dollars in the state lottery, uh, entered, uh, she entered a $300,000 Supreme Riches second chance drawing, but didn't think she would actually win anything. Oh, it was a second chance? Wow, that's even more rare. That's pretty I don't awesome. know how many times I bought a lottery ticket and you, know, you throw them in the second chance. And all of a sudden they draw your name and they call you and say, yeah, you won 20 free lottery tickets over here or something. You know, but not, not something that big. That's huge, enormous. Wow. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I don't know. So, um, uh, what, I, what's the update? I would be, on, I'd be shocked. What's the update on the Jelly Bean Golden Ticket Factory? Uh, the Golden Ticket. Golden I, I Ticket mean, Contest. I don't know. Let me look that up here. I'm I'm kind of calling fake news. I mean, this was on I, USA I don't Today. Know. This was on everything, but nothing ever happened. Yeah, this has been some time ago now. Yeah. Yeah, when did and, you first when did you first right, right, okay. it's been a while? What what is it? A, yeah, it's been like uh four four or five months okay. probably, yeah. So the owner of the jelly bean factory, Jelly Belly, is giving away one of his factories plus going to school at the candy school for geniuses or whatever. And you have to go on, like, you have to pay for a map to go on a treasure hunt to win a chance to win a golden ticket. And I want a golden ticket. (laughs) Okay. When are you going to go? Uh, Let's see. Do I have a golden ticket necklace? I don't have the money to just spend it today. Yeah, I want a golden ticket. Um. (laughs) Like, if it's all for promotion, and I'm just right. giving them 50 bucks, right. and I go and I find that place okay, on the map, no, and there's nothing there's some there. some weird thing I, where it came yep. from. It was it, some other thing, the golden uh, something else that was not supposed to be there. <laughs> oh. No, it was not golden oh, his shower. Algorithm. <laughs> his algorithm's messed up, man. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't no, type it, it wasn't. He didn't have to. It wasn't nothing like that. Knew. <laughs> oh my god he got no. in the geo and it's Real like oh golden shower welcome back Colin <laughs> auto sign in approved okay news jellybelly.com oh my god alright I'm going to jellybelly news jellybelly.com as soon as it opens here alright the giveaway thing yeah, I don't know. It's Jelly Belly. What is it? Uh, due to confusion of the marketplace, Jelly Belly Company would like to take this opportunity to clear up the misconception that is involved in a contest that purportedly offers a candy factory as its grand prize. Uh, let's see. Jelly Belly Candy Company, formerly known as Herman Gullet's Candy Company, Herman has candy Gullet. making roots back in 1869, blah, 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 founded by Gullet's, uh, remained family owned and operated today. Okay. Huh. So, I'm so glad. I'm so glad so they changed the name to Jelly Belly because who the hell would eat Herman Golitz candy? <laughs> I want some. Yeah, Golitz. yeah, that just doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's, it's like. Well, maybe if you're that's German. Maybe from like Mississippi. In Mississippi, I'm sure that's a totally normal word. <laughs> like it probably means something if you live there. Right. Oh my God! So Jelly Belly scammed all those people. Right, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I called it, man. <laughs> I called it. I knew that they could not be giving away a real life candy factory. Yeah, like the, Willy Wonka didn't exist, and I wasn't going to believe term. the Santa Claus. All those people got Jelly Belly. It's kind of like catfish. That's the new term for it. Is you got Jelly Belly. They <laughs> <laughs> got Jelly Belly, man. There was no map. There well, was wait a minute treasure. here. No, this is the Jelly Belly. Web. No, no, no. It says here, David Klein, the sponsor 
director of the treasure hunt contest gaining attention within the media not associated with jelly belly candy company its brands or products um in 1976 mr klein an independent third party came up with the name jelly belly and other novel marketing ideas jelly belly candy company has not had a relationship with mr klein since 1980 when it acquired the trademark hmm. so wow he scammed all these people out of money uh, apparently i'm not sure wow this is is interesting i'm going to have to research this more and find out hmm. yeah that that'll be the report for next week <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to find out what the hell's going on with this on the jelly belly scams you better find Who is out. This jelly belly man? We're all jelly belly you. <laughs> and you don't want to be jelly. Yeah, because belly I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want my own candy factory too. You know. He's <laughs> like, what about me? I mean, just imagine. I I want to. I want a Herman. Yeah, Gold, yeah. Golden ticket. That's what I want. <laughs> I want the Herman Golitz golden ticket. The Golitz ticket. Oh, oh my gosh. Well. Rucker's original would be fun to me. Uh, I just want some chocolate. Oh, chocolate, yeah. Yeah, jelly beans. I'd take jelly beans. Chocolate, uh, jelly beans, all of that. Uh, if I had a candy factory, oh, I would love to have a candy factory. A lot of weight. <laughs> okay, I'm just like daydreaming over here. Work. Like, if, if you were a candy, what candy would you be? Like, that is a really tough question. Yeah. I think I would be a Herman Gullet. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that would be. I like it. I would probably be a turtle. Turtles are good, especially. I would be a turtle. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just. <laughs> Don, you'd have to be something that's like crunchy. I think. I'm crunchy. I would probably be something crunchy. I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could pull off a Herman Gullet. <laughs> Chocolate covered almonds. That's done. That sounds about. But one like you drop crunchy and nutty. That has some hair stuck to it. That's what. <laughs> Chocolate salty balls. I'm like a I'm like a half melted chocolate covered almond that fell on the floor and got some hair stuck to it. That's uh. <laughs> that's a different kind of nuts, Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did I come? Where? Okay, can you just Google search what a Harmon gullet is? <laughs> <laughs> just, Google search your Herman gullet. Yeah, Herman Gullet, because my brain is not, it's going to be like the song that won't leave my head. You know, this is the song that doesn't end. I need to know. Yeah, like, well, I, I would imagine. Oh, his name is Gustav. I'd, I'd imagine it was just the jelly bean, but then they changed the name to Jelly Belly. But what flavor was this? Right. <laughs> One of those weird mystery the, ones. The Gustav Gullet? <laughs> Gustav Gullets or Herman Gullets. Yeah, either way, I don't want to eat nothing that sounds like that. Goose, there's a Gustav Gullets <laughs> and a Herman Gullets. <laughs> yeah, apparently Jelly Belly was. Apparently, Jelly Belly was founded by Gustav. 
Because nobody wants to eat Back a Back in his shed with the bush meat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the way they changed the name, I guess. Nobody wanted to eat a Gustav. Yeah. <laughs> Can- candied bush meat. That's what. Thank goodness for Klein. What was that, Serenity? I saw something. <laughs> I just think I know where he got his specimens to try. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nobody on. wanted to gull it. Yep. That was the slogan. I could go for a gob of Gustav gullets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah oh, fill your gullets with Gustav. <laughs> but Terrible. No, they won't tell us the flavor, which makes me really wonder what was in those Gustavs. <laughs> What's in the Gustav? That's what the, I don't know. The question for the ages. Like if you look Gobs up images, if you look up images, they look like little white, like wannabe marshmallows, right? Is that what they are? Did you look them up? Is that what? I have no clue. That's what are you little about? Originally came from <laughs> the gullets. What? what do the gullets look and taste like? What flavor are gullets? Well, well, we will have to research this and get into it next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, Colin, you, you, have to, you have to give a full report <laughs> no, okay. on the Jelly Belly Factory scam. And Serenity is going to look up the, the flavor, okay. the flavor the in flavor. The of Gustav's gullets. <laughs> exactly. And if not, I have a friend named well, Gustav. I just typed in gullets. I'm sure he's pretty bored on lockdown. Yeah. Just don't 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 have him come on the Click show. On no, 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 no. <laughs> Click on images. He'll be showing his jelly Make bellies. Sure you're on the right. No. <laughs> I, I typed in gullets. I copied it from the article and typed it into Google. And it just came up with jelly bellies. <laughs> so there oh, there's more. There is multi-flavored gullets. Oh my god. Man, there's a lot of jelly bellies on here. <laughs> okay, yeah, here we go. Gullets Confections. I don't know if that's good or bad. They have a nice label, though. So well, I don't know. Either way. about the label. I, either way, I think it's much better sounding jelly belly candies yeah. rather than gullets candies. Yeah. Because, yeah, nobody wants to eat gullets. <laughs> no offense to the gullets families or whoever. Oh my god. Well, all right. I, I guess that was Colin's corner. <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, uh, how sweet it is. Golden ticket. <laughs> all wrapped up into one. Oh In search. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I think that I think this is a good wrapping up point. We have our assignments for next week. <laughs> Somebody's got to taste a gullet. Yeah, now I got to look up the candy industry yeah he'll be up yeah, for a bite while the gullet. With that shit. Yep. <laughs> all right serenity I, I know we can't find you a lot of places but tell us where we can find you if if you know some stalkers out there really want to <laughs> you know i i think that i i don't want any more stalkers i i'm I filled to the brim 
Um, you could find me where any of these great people are and they know how to contact me. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Colin. Hey, uh, you can find me on, uh, Facebook, you can find me on MySpace, someplace if I still have one. Um, otherwise, uh, mail me a, a message at colinwashburn at gmail.com or I'm on. All right. Ren, are you brave enough? <laughs> Do you want to try? <laughs> I am fearless. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Ren Twathadi Dannon. Um, you could also find me on the dark side. All right. All right. We'll, we'll have to check the dark side. You can always find me at the life1069.com or the life1069.podbean.com. I'm on Facebook as the life at the life1069. Uh, Twitter is Don Smith Comedy. And you can find us, us in all kinds of other places. I, I welcome all stalker, stalkers, stalkers and stalkers. You know, my shelves are getting bare. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been breaking the fourth wall. I'm sure you can find Stolly somewhere, but right now he's picking up the wife, so the, you right? can't find him. You can't find him at the moment. But uh, hey, if you if you like the show, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> click that like button, leave a comment, share us with a friend, uh, share us with an en enemy. If you really, either way, just just get us out there. Much like uh, much like crab traps on your dinghy, we need to be spread around some. Thanks for listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. We'll see you guys next week. All right. I'm going to stop okay. this recording so we don't say incriminating shit. <laughs>